Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you serious? Hello, plenty of ways to kill some time out there. You're about to kill some time with us. My name is Marcus Bronzy. And what's your name? My name is Producer Bill. Producer Bill, man. And uh, today's show, we have got a comedian slash presenter slash sportsman of sorts, you could say. Travis J. He's going to be joining us real soon. But we haven't been very clear in the way that we've offered a section of the show that is kind of quite core to what How to Kill an Hour is about, Billy, and that is how we've been killing some time recently, right? We've yes, been doing that exactly. loads of ways, bruv. Like, loads of ways. Now, um, we look for new ways to kill time so that we can share those with you. Sometimes it's gadget and tech stuff. Sometimes it's days out. Now, we've had loads of things that have come in recently. I reckon we should just get through some of them, Bill, because we've been doing some cool-ass stuff. Shall I lead the way? Go ahead. Um, so, Mavic 2 Pro is a drone that came out at the end of last year. And when we went for a trip with Ponan Cruises, a video that actually we've dropped recently on our social medias, at How to Kill an Hour, at How to Kill an Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and also on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Um, when we went out there and tried out this high-tech, luxurious cruise, we actually had a little bit of time with some brand new, at the time, drones from DJI. One of them was a Mavic 2 Pro. Now, the Mavic 2 Pro, we pitched it up against this little brother, the Mavic Pro, and... I've got to say, like, we'll put a link to it in the video description, but I'll just run through some of the stats on what made it a cool drone. Like, for starters, Billy, the Mavic drones, just in case you're not aware, they're the ones that you can fold up. So the arms fold up are on them. So you can actually put them in a little satchel that goes over your shoulder. So they kind of look... When you look at drones, you know some of them look industrial and large, like they look like they mean business, right? This yeah. one doesn't have as much of a presence, right? It looks... If you're gonna look, if you looked at me folding out this drone and whipping it out, you'd be like, "Okay, it's it, it's an okay looking drone," but I've got to be honest with you, Bill. It packs a serious punch, right? Now, um, it's got a one inch sensor on it, right? A CMOS sensor. And I won't get into too crazy, like what, what those numbers mean, but basically, it's got an active sensing area which is four times more effective than its little brother, the Mavic Pro, and that means it works really well with regards to visuals. They look a lot more crisp. And it also works really well in low light. So in the video that we popped out, we've actually got a low light highlight test as well. Highlight daylight test as well, where you can kind of see how it performs next to the Mavic. And uh, yeah, the Mavic 2 Pro really does its job. It's got a HDR video. Uh, it's got an adjustable aperture with a Hasselblad lens on it as well, which is just bro. Like we were in Norway filming this cruise ship bill, right? And the colours that you could pick up when you got it in the edit looked amazing. And I'm saying that it shoots really flat as well, which is flat if you're not a, like a photography kind of guy. You basically, you get a lot, a very flat image when you record, which means the colours aren't punchy. It's not got any kind of 
color profiles or any sort of tweaking on the saturation and stuff like that, which means that when you get in the edit, you can do some cool stuff with it. Now, it's, it's got all of these complex features, right? Um, but it's also got some stuff that's in there that makes it easier to use a drone generally. So it's got sensors on the front and back and sides, <laughs> which are very good because when we had the, the Mavic Air from DJI, it had sensors on the front. It didn't have sensors on the back. So me being me flew it into a tree backwards. Uh, and I'm glad to say that that's going to be something that's less likely to happen with the Mavic 2 Pro. Really enjoyed having a go with it. I think it's the kind of drone that if you're not a drone enthusiast and you want to invest a bit more money in some high quality visuals that work great out of the box, it's got what you need. But also if you're like a, a filmmaker and you want something that you can put in your kit on the go that's going to give you great visuals that isn't an inspire which is like a lot that's like a massive drone from dji which gives you amazing visuals if you want something that's giving you good quality visuals then i think pound for pound the mavic 2 pro even now is packing such a punch one of my favorite drones that i've ever used with regards to visuals i mean you saw the video bill what do you think of it video is amazing both in the review and the actual pon and video they both were amazing cinematic sorry Picture perfect, sharp, colourful, punchy. Mm. It was just one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, man. It was it was it was wicked. I mean the visuals that you get off that drone are amazing. Did you kinda want to come on the cruise that I went on as well, the Ponon Cruise? Yeah. It looks it, it was good. Did it look like I was living my best life? Did you did you see the bit in the video where I was wearing my suit and stuff? Yeah, there's before it, oh I won't spoil it. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go off and uh boogie. Yeah, oh yeah, that was it. So for that whole trip, I was with people that were quite well dressed most of the time. Mm. But I was like well dressed from the top down, from the from the top and the top half, but at the bottom half, I was like, we're gonna be running around filming and like doing stuff in Norway, like activities. So I really was not bothered to wear anything other than a tracksuit. I realise now looking back at this that I was a guy walking around this Lux cruise in a tracksuit, bruv. I looked like I was either on my way to the gym, coming back to the gym, or like I didn't care. And I was the latter of all three of those. I was just like, we're here to film some awesome content on this awesome ship. So when I put on the suit, right, there's loads of other journos and stuff on it. When I put on the suit in the evening, some of them were like, oh, oh I'm, where have you been on trip? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Oh, you scrub up well. I was like, usually that's a compliment. But I was thinking, wow, did I really look that shabby for the whole three days that on the last night when I finally like, you know, brush my hair and uh, put on a suit, you lot are all surprised. I think they were like, oh, bless him. Maybe it's like a little charity thing that they've done, bringing this guy, yeah. guy along, dresses like a frigging um, somebody who's not doing very well in life. But um, anyway, no, all joking aside, it was really good. Um, and the Mavic 2 drones are sick as well. So check those visuals, man. And also, I just want to say, we're not getting paid for any of the stuff that we're talking about now because I realize that when I'm enthusiastic about stuff, people in this day of forward slash hashtag ad, yeah, we need to make it apparent when people are paying us some dollar to talk about their stuff, innit, Bill? Yeah. Uh, next thing next, I'll let you take the reins, man. Next thing we tried out was a game, uh, Rage 2, I believe. Uh, there's also a video for this as well. Yeah, there's a video review on the on our YouTube and our Facebook and our Twitter and everything, and our, even our IGTV. Um, it was, it was a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's, that's, that's exactly the word I would use to describe it. If okay, you, moving on. Great. No, <laughs> yeah, go on. If you were to say to me, I'll describe it in one word, I yeah. would just say, just say fun. Yeah. It's not like um, as cinematic and heavy as, as God of War but it's just you can just drop in have a have a quick play yeah. and then uh, drop back out again it's just 100 mile an hour from start to finish what is Rage 2 about? 
Rage 2 is about the authority who've come down and take over this post post apocalyptic world. Post post. Post post apocalyptic right, world. Post post. And it is your duty to use your special powers to reclaim this uh, land and not let the, not let sorry not let the authority take over and knock down these uh, knock down general. Uh, I'm not quite sure. So if you remember the you go back and watch the video, to <laughs> knock down the general's um, dictatorship. All right, all right. And then uh, yeah, just save the world. So fight the power, basically. Yeah, you're the last ranger remaining. All right. So I did notice though in some of the screenshots in that video, like you weren't doing things that normal humans could do, right? So the game looks quite out there in terms of the moves you can pull off, right? Yeah. It's like a first-person shooter, yeah? Yeah, it's a first-person shooter. And if you think um, of the Force in Star Wars, it's kind of like that. So if I went up to someone and used, um, like, a push, you could push them against like, 12 feet in front, in front of you and hit against the wall. Have you got, like, mental powers then, your Ranger? Or is it, like, some sort of special device they're wearing? Uh, some sort is something that you're injected with. They're called nanotrites. Right. So you're injected with these things, and they give you these powers. Can't wait till actual nano things exist, man. What kind of powers? Like, I would love some nano. I'd love powers that just made me hench or like be able to eat whatever I want and not get fat. That's what I'd want. Some nanites that did that. Anyway, sorry, digress. So yeah, it's a good game. So what is it kind of like? Is it a game where I need to be into the story? Is it a free roam, vi- free roam kind of vibe game, or is it one where you literally just? go through and kill anything that moves yes yeah, it's, it's not linear at all it's uh, i in the video i described it as gta like you can either go start to finish do the main missions or um do a bunch of the side missions but the difference between gta and rage is to continue the main missions you have to do side missions and take over strongholds to level your guy up to then move on to another mission which requires you to be a certain level so if you're not leveled up you can't progressing the progress game. no so it's kind of forcing you in a way to do the side missions in this capacity was that a good thing was it cool or was it something you're a bit like oh yeah i'd say i'd say it's all right yeah, it gives longevity to the game yeah it saves you rushing it rushing through it yeah all right fair enough uh what about the visuals of the game it looked pretty cool i mean it looked nutty what i saw like the colors look juicy as heck yeah the colors the colors pop they really do it's, it's different to like a regular shooter where it's all dark and mm. gray and mm. blacks and silvers and what have you? In this one, it's kind of color, colorful. Is lim, 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 uh, get my teeth in. Uh, luminous pink and blue and fluorescent kind of colors as well. It's uh, it's definitely definitely one to uh, keep you awake. All right, cool. And there's like some mad rage mode that you get in it, right? Uh, it's not it's not really like a rage mode. It's like a um, superpower on top of a superpower. Yeah, it's called overdrive. If you kill a bunch of people. You get a combo, get that combo high enough, you get into overdrive mode. Cool. Push the buttons and uh, you your health gets better, your damage gets uh, more stronger as well. Mm-hmm. And you can basically come, quote unquote, well, you can still get beat, but it's a lot harder to, for them to, to knock okay. you out. Has it got an online mode? No online mode, it's single player only. Single player only. Mo- no multiplayer in, in the room with your mates, just literally play it, no online mode. Yeah, it's just single okay. player. Fair single enough. Player well, where'd you get about five then? What would you give it? Give it out of five. Ooh, now, now you put me on the spot. Um, I give it four. Yeah? yeah. Where could it do a bit better then, do you reckon? Uh, I would. I personally would have some multiplayer in it, but then again, that's not really a negative. Yeah, fair enough. All right, there you go, Rage 2. Check the link in the description. We've got videos and ish as well, so watch that. Really good video review, actually, but I think you cover everything really, really well. Um, I've been driving some more cars. You know, we did the um, Ranger Raptor a few weeks ago in Morocco. 
in Essoria where they uh, filmed John Wick 3. And you know, I'm a big fan of John Wick, so it's sick being there. Uh, we actually been doing cars for a little while, Bill. There's a, a car that we tried out from Volvo called the XC40. It's a 4x4. And their big thing is kind of Volvo, I've realized. So, you know, there's like regular cars that you drive, right? And they're not very smart. And then there's like Teslas. Yeah. I feel like other car brands are starting to incorporate a lot more tech into their cars because of this. So I feel like we're going to be talking about more tech, techie cars and stuff. But the XC40 from Volvo is quite big when it comes to tech. They've started to get some more stuff in there. First things first is with this XC40 bill, you can share the car. Right. I could have my car and share it with you remotely. So say like, I don't know, I leave the car outside How to Kill in Our Studios and you're here and you just want, you wanted to, I don't know, drive home or something like that. I could be like, all right, Bill, you can access my car. That's yeah, mad. You could just give me your keys. Yeah, but what if I'm out of the country though? What, what if I'm away? What if I'm the other part of town and I'm like, Bill, can you take my car away? Because I, I don't want to pay for parking tomorrow. Then how am I going to get it? to start how am i going to unlock it ah good you should ask that bill well uh, there's actually a system where you can actually for a set time period share your car remotely so you can actually get in and start it because the push button start vibe oh. sick in it it's not bad i think it's all right um plus they've used loads of like real clever ways to give storage in a car so they've like whipped out speakers out the doors and stuff like that and move things around so that it's kind of a vehicle that you can put a lot of stuff in but it doesn't look messy like i hate having a car that's like got paper like I'm a bit of like I don't mind if your car has got like a few receipts and stuff whatever from your parking and that hanging around it but you know when you get in someone's car and their car looks like somebody put a grenade in their wardrobe and it's like got clothes all over it it's got that sandwich I'm looking at you I'm thinking this might be your car Billy is your car pretty clean it's alright it's not too bad oh yeah there we go I'd love to see it now but um it's like there's a lot of place to put stuff like so your car doesn't look stuffy because I like my car to look quite clean um so yeah drive wise because that's kind of important too it's a big car man four by four i'm obviously a fan of it because i'm quite big um the one we had was pretty topped up had levers on the inside sound system was pretty good even though there's no speakers in the door um it's got a really cool driving mode where it's called it's like level five there's different levels of automated driving right and the volvo version requires you to have your hands on the wheel but it can guide you in traffic and guide you in lanes with mm. regards to steering and acceleration. So what I found this cool for was stop-start traffic. You flick this mode on and it basically starts when the traffic in front of you moves a little bit and breaks when the traffic in front of you moves a little bit. Now, I don't know about you, but that's like one of the most annoying things about driving is having to like come in and out of gear first gear second gear stopping traffic and this when you press the button it works pretty cool and on the motorway it just stays on lane pretty tight as well um i think i drove it up and down i think i drove it out of london so i went to a comedy show actually uh drove it out of london it was, it was a pleasurable drive and a few people that hopped in it i think even ramel london actually we were doing a pilot for a show that never came to light welcome to the world of entertainment we did a pilot for a show she hopped in it and she was like oh this is quite a nice little car that you got there and i think it was before she saw the badge or anything like that so as a car it looks pretty cool because i don't think volvos were notoriously cars that looked visually cool you know what i mean mm-hmm. like or were you i don't know did you like volvos like the old iteration like the long seven seaters do you remember those or not kind of yeah There's, yeah i can kinda see what you mean cars that like are a scout hut driver would like a scout a scout hut freaking scout master would have you know I me mean? it's yeah. one of those like camping cars but now 
Volvo XC40 kind of looks cool like uh, there's a few of them on the road there's like the XC60 and the XC90 which just get bigger they're cool looking 4x4s um, so now I guess the next step for Volvo is really is kind of weaving in that electric side of things really mm. I think that's the next step for cars but yeah we've also got a video for that at howtokillanhour.com on our YouTube and on our Facebook but we're pretty good with this multimedia media thing isn't it mate Across all boards. Across all boards. Uh, speaking, one thing. Speaking of boards. <laughs> speaking of boards. <laughs> oh, uh, we got our hands on the brand new boosted rev. Now, boosted boards. If you're not aware of them, are known for electric skateboards, right? So, like, explain that to the listener. Is that a bit rude to like presume they don't know? Uh, yeah, I think you described it pretty well there. Yeah. So, electric skateboards. They're like the premium electric skateboard company, I'd say. Yeah. So they're like. You see a lot of big YouTubers like Casey Neistat driving them through New York. A lot of the West Coast YouTubers will like cruise them along streets. And we've reviewed the version two of the boosted board and the boosted board stealth. And we really like them here at How to Kill an Hour. You also check videos for those on our website too. Should we put a link for that in the show description? I really like the boosted board video yeah. that we did too for the stealth. So we check those out. Um, and what's great about boosted boards is they're good quality. You get good mileage out of them. They've really got an interesting drive system as well where you there's a little remote control you hold in your hand and you basically have this little wheelie button that you push forward to give you acceleration and decelerate with it as well. The brakes also charge up the battery as well. They return energy back to the battery. So it's known for boards and I think boosted boards look cool as F when you're riding them, right? Now there's another electric vehicle that I've be, got to be honest, I don't, I don't know whether it's because I'm big and, and tall but when I see them riding around I don't think they have the same sort of swag and that's the increasing number of, of electric like scooters that I've seen zinging up and down canals and roads so when Alex when Alexa when uh, electric scooters were going to be introduced to the range of boosted boards I was really excited to see what they could do with it and I was relatively skeptical but last week we actually managed to get our hands on a I'll be honest it's not the final version but it's like 95% there Right, so it's like the ninety-five percent beta, right? Yeah, of the boosted rev, and I don't know if you saw the video, Bill, but like it was, it was a bit of fun. Like it looks quick. It's nippy. It's got twenty. I think it's twenty-two. I think the stats are twenty-two or twenty-four miles an hour max speed, and you get twenty twenty-two miles range out of it as well. I thought it was twenty-six miles an hour because I think it's qu- it's quicker than the stealth. Is it? The, the stealth is twenty-four mile an hour. Well, it says on the article on our website twenty-four miles an hour, so you might have to adjust I'll that. Double check it that because I think check that. I think it's twenty-six. But we will, we will double check. Fair enough. Yeah, put that on the put that on the site. Um, yeah, twenty twenty-two miles range, uh, forty-six pounds, which is like twenty-something kilograms. Uh, can go up twenty-five percent gradient. It's got three my three ride modes. I think there may be a fourth in the can as well. Mm. If they unlock it for us, um, takes a couple of hours, two and a half hours to three hours to charge, and it's got lights on the front and back, so it's pretty ready to go. You don't have to get extra bits on it; you just have to pop a helmet on. Uh, costs sixteen hundred dollars. Uh, I don't know how what that's going to end up costing us with regards to Brexit and stuff. Yeah, but it's going to be over a grand. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, could you imagine? Yeah, so it's going to be over a grand. Um, I'd probably price it around the same as or just above what the stealth's going to be, really. Yeah. Uh, but the build of it's quite nice. But it's, it's like um, it looks like a really solid vehicle. Like it's the kind of thing that I feel if I pulled up in a uh, on a boosted bo- or a boosted rev, if a man had a different kind of uh, electric scooter, he might look at me like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. you've outswagged me. Um, it's safe as well. It's got three braking modes, so he's got the same electric brake 
kind of it's similar to the boosted board with regards to you have this little accelerator that you push yeah. forward and pull back onto brake. It's also got a foot brake at the back and a regular brake. Yeah, on I think both well. the wheels have got uh, motors in them as well. Yeah, yeah, double wheel drive. That's why it's so quick. So yeah, it's, it's nice. I mean, I'm a big lad and it felt fine riding it around. Uh, one thing that I'd like to add to it though is I think because it's a scooter, I don't know if they can through safety. It's great that you can wheel f- push forward to get it going, but there's no like locking mechanism where you can lock in the speed. Does that make sense? Like a cruise so, like, control. Like a cruise control. Yeah, I'd like it to have a cruise. I don't know whether that's a legal thing or not, but I just know that holding my thumb in one position, say I had like it's a half an hour ride, it's just I'd rather not in it. And like maybe they could have it so that it deactivates if you tap a brake. Yeah. You know, like regular cruise control. But I I'm love sure it. Way. Absolutely love it. I mean, the guys from Boosted, they want to get us the final build when it's ready. Um, we might also be testing some other stuff from the Boosted range as well. That's the crumb that I can drop for you there. So I really enjoyed it, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a good look. I mean, the video, we had a bit of a laugh with. I think the criticism for the video for us was some people were like, we didn't get to see loads of the port of the, of the, of the scooter. But I'm like, I didn't, I don't, because it's not the final version, I don't think it's fair to show you all of these bits and bobs in case they make a small tweak to them. Even yeah. though it was very final, I don't want to show you something, listener, the viewer. I don't want to see you something that isn't going to be the case when it comes out. Yeah, they take I mean? it out. I will just take that bit out. Yeah, man. <laughs> so we had a bit of fun with it, though. Um, so check that out. Also got a video for that, Bill. Eh. Uh, any other questions about the boosted rev? Come no. To mind? No. I think we should start wearing helmets, though. Am I am I sounding old and, and uncool if I'm like I want to start wearing a helmet when I'm when I'm on my board now? Uh, no, safety first. I mean, mm. you thought, oh, if you crash, smash right open. Oh, I wish I wore a helmet. Yeah, because I'm. I think I'm the sort of kid where I think that helmets are pretty cool. Like, there's something I definitely wear. But I think like when you're riding a scooter on the road only, not just in parks. That super needs to be worn. Especially at 26 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, man. I've seen so. 26. Is that where we're at now? It's getting faster and faster. 40 miles an hour. Uh, anyway, so that was everything that we've been doing to kill some time recently. Um, I also did a gig at Bournemouth Sevens, a, a festival. Uh, shout out to Zuby, a guy that put that together. Zuby is hilarious. I'm just going to read a tweet from Zuby before we actually move on with the main bit of the show. Because uh, um, Zuby is somebody who I think is a professional Twitter troller. I keep hearing about how biological men don't have any physical strength advantage over women in 2019. So watch me destroy the women's British de- de- deadlift record without trying. P.S. I identified as a woman while lifting the weight. Don't be a bigot. <laughs> so everyone's like, go girlfriend, woman of the year. Uh, so he put on a stage at this uh, festival called Bournemouth Sevens, which is a festival where they play rugby and sports during the day and then rave at night. Mm. These motherfuckers, yeah, these motherfuckers could party. So I had a great time doing that, man. So um, I may be doing a few more little festival gigs coming up. Also, Jack Skills was down there as well. Gave us a shout. Let us know he was on his on the, on the main stage where I was not. Uh, went over there and he, if you've not seen Jaguar Skills, Bill, he's sick, man. Check him out. Anyway, we've just been notified that Travis J is in the building. So uh, without further ado, can we have a <laughs> sound effect and whiz into our interview with him? <laughs> That's more of a chicken, to be honest. <laughs> See you soon. So welcome to the show. First things first, though, Travis. Mm. How'd you like to kill some time? How do I kill some time? Yo, I'm a PS4 guy, you know. Okay. Yeah, I get it in, man. Any free moment I've got, I'll start a game and, like, you know, pause it if I can't finish it, but I'm, I'm getting into it. Okay. What have you so, been playing um, recently? Uh, NBA 2K. Okay. That's me, bro. That's right. me. And the thing is, yeah, like, I'm into FIFA as well, but, like, I'm not, like, an avid FIFA guy. So I'm still playing FIFA 17. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's mad. Like it sounds so mad, but I'm fully. You know when you've like you've you've had your team for a while, yeah. Develop the players, yeah. Even the guys that don't actually exist in real life, like yeah. they're just a, a random like simulation character. But yeah. they're in my team. He's in my midfield. So yeah, man, I'm getting to know the guys quite well, and it's mad because I got an update on the other day, and they were just like, "Oh, you should buy FIFA 19." Because the update says, yeah, so that, yeah. That's your, that's your update saying to <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, you're doing all right and stuff, but you know, there's FIFA 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. a little subtle one. I was thinking, yeah. right, at least offer me a discount. I might be broke. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. But what what are the what are your friends like when they hear that you're still on that version? If you got your avid FIFA you know fans, I haven't really told anyone. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I stay up to date on 2K, NBA okay. 2K. So I talk about that, but like the dialogue, I don't let it hit the FIFA too much. Do you know okay, what I'm saying? yeah. So I think you know the ones where you find that game where you're the man on. Do you know what right. I mean? I played FIFA 18. I just got whooped by my boy, and I was like, you know what? Let me just stay where I'm king. Okay. So I'm gonna stay in 2017, fam. Okay. So FIFA 17, you're good. And then when it comes to 2K 19, that's I'm that's a beast. Really? I'm a beast. Yeah. I don't. I don't mess around with 2K. Because you were really humble with the FIFA talk. Yeah, and I, was, then, I was. And then you just switched yeah. it up straight away. I know where I'm the man. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I dominate on, on 2K. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most teams, I'm beating most people. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Online gaming, my rep is there, bro. So you're the kind of guy, if I was to come over to your house and play, you would make me pick whatever team I want. Whoever you want to be. Be Golden State Warriors. <laughs> be Lakers. Be Cavs from the last year with LeBron. Do who, whatever you need to be. I'll be Memphis Grizzlies, bro. I will tell Really? I'm not losing. I guarantee it. All right. I know who I need to bring down when we've got some 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 NBA games Get coming cracking, up. We're going to bring you down to the show. Um, so yeah I mean you're a fan of sports I mean I want to talk about your podcast as well let's get those in there as well so you've got you've got two podcasts though that I've, there's one that's kind of been a close to that season so should yeah. we talk about that one first yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, you're talking about cool name for a podcast yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so that's like me and my guys we just you know we just meet up and we just chat like each week there's no real rhyme or reason we just get into it we're like a conspiracy theorist at times do you okay. know what I mean like one of our like my guys I shout them out Esau, Mike, Candice mm. Candice I used to have a radio show with so okay. you know what I mean we go back quite a bit and we just like, so we got this whole thing like where we just go mad in our conspiracy theories back. Like Will Smith, for example, right? Mm-hmm. We did this whole episode talking about would Will Smith have had the same career if Tupac was still alive? That's the butterfly effect I'm in essence. You. Can you just, because there's some young listeners, like if you're a listener, you might be too, no disrespect, might be too young to understand the mm-hmm. difference that, mm-hmm. that Tupac had, not on Will directly, but on somebody that he's also come into contact with. Can you, break, can you break that down though? So Tupac and Jada, right. they have their relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's like, it's one of those friendships where it's like, if that was my girl, I'm not I'm not really comfortable with that friend existing. Very, very close friend. Yeah, yeah, like they've got poetry where they start talking about our connection is deeper than sex and all this type of talking. It's like, whoa. Yeah, nah, Will Smith definitely, because I know Will Smith is not too heavy on the Tupac tributes. Don't really hear. No acknowledgement of Tupac <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> so we like did a deep dive, right, on whether or not his career would have been the same because I imagine Tupac and Jada would have got married. Okay. So then it's like, the in fact the, the the how can I say it? the effect of a good woman in your life on your career, mate, that's that's invaluable. Mm. So now we were looking like, yo, could Tupac have played Hitch? <sighs> could Tupac have played Bad Boys, Mike Lowry? Ooh. Do you see what I'm saying? All the films he's done, I was looking, I'm thinking, yo, Tupac might have been able to be Will Smith today. But what about this conversely, right? What about if we flip it on his head? Because I, I like this. What about if Tupac was never messing with Jada or Jada messing with Tupac? Mm-hmm. Would Will still have had the same energy with regards to his rap career? Yeah? Successful on TV already. Now, I'm not... Now, listen, I, I don't want to get into a conversation about whether Will Smith's the greatest rapper, the better than Tupac, whatever, but he's had a very, very 
good hip hop career. Do you know what? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he has. So but it's like I'm no just saying, one, like, when, when, no would one, he ever be listening to Tupac and Jay, he sees Jada like nodding her head if it's on on the radio? He goes, that's it. I'm gonna go and write Big Willie style. But the thing is, like, was the hip hop career really embracing Will Smith like that? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's really referring to Will Smith bars? Like, oh my days. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he had the the pop yeah. link up yeah, with yeah, the hip hop yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. At the same time, rappers were like, yo, that's sick. He's got a Grammy. But like, yeah. rappers weren't really quoting Will Smith bars. Ah, uh, yeah, that's very true. Will Smith, Big and Puck. Do you know what I'm saying? Never a barbershop conversation. Nah, no, bro. Do you know no. what I'm saying? We like, boom, shake, shake, shake the room. But that's... And that was a tune. You, I, I put that it on cold. the other day. Spotify yeah. selected that for me the other day. <laughs> it got a reload. That's literally the first track, the yeah. first vinyl I ever had yeah. in my life. Yeah, that was cold. Especially the little starter verse that he does. You know, fr- 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 fresh, 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 fresh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it out there. Well, Will Smith has bars, right? Uh, he's got bars. He's got bars. You he's know why? Songs. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Everybody knows it. That's I why think, you got to love him. Yeah, I, I yeah, think, yeah. you know, that's 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 a big thing for him. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to How to Kill a Now, the hip-hop podcast. But um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're a busy guy, man. And I think one thing that stands out in your career recently is has been a co-sign from one of the greatest comedians living right now. Dave Chappelle, quote on quote. Let's find a let's find a clip. For this <laughs> we need to find a clip for this. We need to play this out. My hero, you are my hero. He's amazing. My hero. Play that one more time. My hero. He's amazing. He said, Dave Chappelle said, "You are amazing, bro." How did you get in a room together? First things first. The whole thing was crazy. So he's over here touring, right? Yeah. He's doing a whole lot of dates, massive venues around the place. And he contacted um, Kojo. Kojo was opening up for him on, the, on that tour, right? Shout out to Kojo. So he contacted Kojo and said, yo, I want to experience like an underground comedy club. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, can you put that together? So they, he got the backyard comedy club, East, um, East London. And Kojo just dropped me a message. Now, I'd already seen that the gig is happening, right? Because Kojo sent the broadcast. So he sent the broadcast first. And I'm like, yo, boom, I got my tickets. Then he messaged me afterwards. He ain't even really seen my message yet. And he's like, yo, I'm putting you on stage for this lineup. I'm like, fam, <laughs> hold on. So what, how's this night going to go? He goes, yeah, so Dave is going to come. He's going to talk to everyone about it. So basically the plan for the night was that we were just going to have a chat with Dave backstage about our process to stand up, right? And then Dave might do like 10 minutes on the end. Get there, Dave's hosting. So now I'm like, right, hold. I didn't know I was going to have to go on essentially after him at any point. Because like him hosting, that means he's going to do like a couple of minutes in between. Bruv, yeah, hilarious his couple of minutes is to like a standard man. So man's there and I'm just like, hold on, I'm going to have to go on after Dave Chappelle. So you can imagine like my nerves are fever pitch. Even when I walked into the venue, right, I walked in and I saw him at the front of the door talking to someone. And as I'm walking up to him, I'm thinking to myself, right, I'm, I'm about to meet my hero, but I don't want to, I don't want to do it like this. So I just walked straight past him and I went inside. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The nerves got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the nerves got yeah, me. Because I was thinking to myself, right, I don't want to be interrupting you and the convo is actually important and I mess it up. So I was like, nah, let me just go inside. And my boy was just like, yo, you see how's Dave? And I was like, all right, sweat on. I just lied. I just fully lied. <laughs> I was like, nah, this, I was a bit shook. Yeah. So, because the thing is with me is like, like, you know, they always say, you know, meet your heroes and don't ever meet your heroes because yeah. it's, you know, underwhelming. But I was just like, you know what? I want to do it, but I want I wanted to be when I'm doing what I'm doing as well rather than just meet you in the street and get a picture. So like we're backstage and, you know, he's just so calm. Like I was so just, it was just such a dream moment because he's sitting there chatting like he's one of the guys. Like I was just chatting to him and he's just like, I said, right, like, you know, Kanye personally, innit? He was like, yeah, man. I was like, is he as mad as he portrays or is this just all an act? He's like, no, he is like that 24 hours a day. And I was just like, I just got like some direct information about Kanye West. It was, it was just surreal. 
So then the gig starts like, and then, you know, we're all backstage, me and Bubble Tunde were just there, nervous as hell, bro, bouncing off each other, just whatever. And Judy Love, I got a shout out at Judy Love because she pulled me aside and I was hella nervous. She pulled me aside and she just goes, yo, you got to understand, you you deserve to be here. You you are, you understand, this is not luck. This is, you know what I mean? You're a respected comic over here. And I was like, right, you know, I appreciate that. That's like auntie advice, you know what I mean? Shout out to Judy Love, that's great. Bro. Yeah, man. So it's, it's love there. And anyway, gig, gig um, starts now, I'm on stage and I'm having a dream night. Like, you know, when you have those days where everything is clicking, connecting, the crowd are loving it. It's like those days where it's like, you know, remember you were a little boy, you scored like five goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you see oh, what yeah. I mean? Come off stage and Dave Chappelle is he's, he's coming to the stage and he grabs one on a man hug thing, leans in my ear, goes, yo, you fucking killed it. Bruv, what I, t- I, I could have cried. I could have cried in that moment because you got to understand, I watched Dave Chappelle as a, as a teenager just as a way to get myself relaxed to play basketball because that was my thing. And like, just the whole journey, 10 years later, I'm on stage with Dave Chappelle and he's co-signing, man. So afterwards, I go to try and get a little video, just a little Insta snap thing. And I'm just trying to tell him, yo, bro, you're my hero. Like in the video, I start, I'm like, you're my hero, bro. And he's like, bro, you're amazing. <laughs> That's a dream night, bro. What was the first thing you said to yourself when you got home and closed the door that night? <sighs> yeah. I, what was I, going on in your head? So I get home and... I slap on the PS4 because <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's like yo I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm playing I start the game up but I pause it and I just have to sit there and I'm just like yo I just performed with Dave yeah do you know what I mean it was just unreal to sit there and know I shared the stage with a legend a worldwide legend it's not someone that's like a, a local legend this is anywhere I go in the world yeah this carries with me do you know what I mean I, yeah. sta- I stayed up to like about four o'clock in the morning just watching that video over and over again because the journey starting into stand-up, me, it, it was just too surreal. It was perfect. And it's people forget now, like I think that there's loads of platforms now for comedians to kind of get out there and, and there's a load more places to consume your comedy. So it feels yeah. like there's a lot more comedians than yeah. there are. Yeah. When in fact, I feel like there's always been a lot of comedians, but it's been a harder game to get into just because the internet's helped you share your message. Yeah, yeah. So it must still dawn upon you that you're a part of a very small number of people that have had that experience oh absolutely absolutely I think about this often because like you know I remember when my boy messaged me he goes right he goes you know you just put a target on your back now right yeah man and I was like fam whatever it has to be it has to be because I'm a, I'm about this stand up life yeah. you see what I'm saying yeah. and that's not in a, in a cocky way like I'm the best I'm saying I'm about this and I, I live for this yeah. the pressure of whatever all that comes with it I'm here for it yeah. and it's like live entertainment versus like say online entertainment it's a different arena completely because live, it just it's a whole different set of skills. Do you know what I mean? And I got a lot, whole lot of respect for like what people consider social media comedians because yeah. to stay on top of what is relevant in social media and always keep connecting, that's a special skill. But live on stage, yo, that's a different world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't inherit skills for both by doing one or the other. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I'll just live for it, man. Yeah, it comes across. I mean, you've been doing it for like 10 years now? 10 years, 10 yeah. 10 years in the game. So the amount of experience you've had from... I presume great gigs like the ones we just spoke about and also mm. like going on there and not killing you yeah, know what I mean having bad gigs as well so, it happens you know it was, it, you know I, I, I like to ask that question so like have you got a, a particularly bad gig that sticks with you as well yeah as a reminder bro this this night humbled me and I always refer back to it so six about six to eight months into my stand up comedy yeah. career yeah so I've started I'm going around doing these little spots here and there so mm. I entered a competition at Cotton's Comedy Club doesn't even exist anymore it yeah. was an angel 
downstairs of a Caribbean restaurant. I was actually one of the last people to go in there before they closed. You remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good Got spot. Got free champagne buckets. Sorry, what? Anyway, keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've entered this competition and I've won the competition. The right. prize is to perform at Camden Centre. Oh, wow. Right? So I'm thinking, right, this is the biggest gig I would have done to date. Mm. So I get on stage and they introduce me, boom, boom, boom. Start my set and the first couple jokes, they don't they don't connect at all. Like I'm talking no. silence. Yeah. But I'm a very, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that's, I'm resilient. I'm like, yo, if this don't work, the next one's going to kill. So I'm keeping that energy. Joke that jokes after joke that die full flat. I'm like, nah, the next one, I'm going to get them on site. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm still there fighting strong. And the thing is like my last joke in that set was my big joke. So I'm thinking if you lot don't like this, it's cool. Because i got the big guns yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Get to the last joke. And halfway through the joke, they start clapping. They start clapping. So that in my head, immediately I'm thinking, ah, finally, got them on side. That was clapped to like, hurry, hurry this up, bro. Oh, yeah, like, oh, let's, let's get this off. Oh. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, hold on a minute, this is all out of rhythm. It's throwing me off completely. Anyway, yeah. I, I still power through and get to the end of the joke. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's my time. They let off one massive cheer. I was like, <laughs> you lot are dickheads for that still. <laughs> you know, nowadays, but a lot of people take out their Instagram and oh, get yeah, that bit. Fully. And they're like, killed it. Fully, yeah. Killed it. <laughs> Smash it. Look, guys, can't but, wait to come back again. But you know what the maddest yeah. thing was? So the host brings me on, Robbie G, and I'll never forget this year. Yeah. He brings me back on stage and he does this whole long speech about how hard stand-up is and you guys don't know. And then he like does this long story about how when he died on stage. So I was like, just to further confirm that I just died on stage, oh, he's wow. now reliving a moment where he died. And he then, he pulls out the trophy from the competition that I won last week to give to me on stage and in my head while I'm taking this trophy I'm thinking rah you lot must think who the hell did this brother beat to win this do you know what I mean I was like rah that night I, st- I fully I ain't gonna lie I shed some tears yeah <laughs> I shed some tears and then put on your PS whatever it was back yeah, then as well. yeah PS2 <laughs> play 2K and killed it <laughs> like, so what, how would you describe your style of comedy now because you've got your very own angle when it comes to addressing stories and, yeah. and the way you crack jokes so how would you describe that I'd say I'm a storyteller I'm a storyteller I like to draw people into my world and then do you know what I mean walk with me and the thing is with that style is that it requires it requires your attention so like straight away at the top of the set I've got to get your respect just yeah. to let you know it's kind of like when you get on a plane if the pilot was to make an announcement and sound hella like unconfident Nervous, you'd be like nah yeah. bruv do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we, we might be leaving in the next 10, 15 minutes. Um, there was a bit of an issue with the wing on the left side of the plane, but um, hopefully we can get that resolved and we'll be on our way. <laughs> You'd be hella on here, that's what I'm saying. So you got to start your set like a confident pilot. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's how I kind of uh, approach stand-up. Nice, nice. And and you're reaching like, a real pinnacle in your career right now. Big another time. milestone. Like Obviously, Chappelle's a big thing, but you've got a show that's happening in a real big, yeah, very dense comedy area right so yeah. let's get into fringe man. yeah man edinburgh fringe festival so i'm taking my show funny petty cool up to the festival and this is a this is a big deal do you know what i'm saying i've i've wanted to do edinburgh for such a long time but like i've, I've always worked and it's kind of hard to take a month off work do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like having kids and stuff is it kind of you know that 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 restraint pulls you there but now it's happening man yeah you know i mean pull the strings together got my show sponsored by a great company uh, Wills for sure Lifestyle Bids you know uh, companies of a man called Reggie Cole mm-hmm. great guy shout out to Reggie and um, yeah man it's, it's it's come together wonderfully this year and I'm really excited do you know what I mean I remember going to Edinburgh as a child right for my mum's run right Angie Lamar and I was like I don't know seven eight years old and like to go back now I feel like I'm I feel like I'm returning but like mm. for the first time yeah <laughs> how, how does it feel kind of doing it off their own back because I, I understand you've been quite vocal about not embracing nepotism like mm. everyone has their own opinion on it but you know how does it feel like for you as a comedian not somebody who's 
you've not thrown around your mum's name and her mm. success to kind of get there. So has that kind of helped to sweeten that as well? Um, it has definitely sweet because I definitely feel like I've earned yeah. everything I've got. Do you know what I mean? And I made it a thing where I wasn't going to ride on her name in the beginning. Like for the first five years, nobody really knew. Do you know what I mean? That that was my mum. And like, if you knew within the circles, like some people knew, like Richard Blackwood was what, because he's good friends with my mum and I've known Richard since way before I was a comedian. And I remember when he introduced me on stage one time and he's like, yo, this next guy coming to the stage, he's from Goodstock. This is Angie Lamar's son. <laughs> and I remember thinking, at least say my name. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. So I've had those little pressures. And the thing is, it's like, it was a lot of pressure in the fact that when I was new, you don't really get the chance to just be a new guy who's like bad or rough around the edges because straight away they hit Angie Lamar's son and they're like, oh, Yeah, you better be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've kind of had that pressure. That's why pressure from like little moments and little things don't really get to me because my pressure is at home yeah. more so. Especially because your your mom understands comedy as well. So yeah. if if yeah. She, I know a lot of parents like to have input on on whatever you do mm -hmm. as a career, like you know you whatever you do, I know that everyone's parents will be like, well, well, you know, you could be doing like that. Yeah. What's it like knowing that your mum is a seasoned comedian? So Bro. you come, you might come off stage. She might have seen seen a set. Like, mm -hmm. does she have choice words for you? When it, like, so when we're working together on a show, like if she's directing a show, I'm yeah. doing. Oh my gosh, the criticism <laughs> is mad. Like on a normal 20 minute set, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Did you think? Because that's kind of like an easy walk. Whereas like an hour show, it needs to be on point. Yeah. Bruv, I remember one time I did a run through, right? In front of my mom and people are enjoying it. They're laughing, they're cheering people afterwards, you know, hey bro, good stuff, man. Mm -mm. She pulled me aside and she's like, did you think that was good enough? <laughs> just in the midst of it, just, <laughs> I mean, you got to understand the ambience of a bubbling club. People yeah. are showing love and it's like, did you think that was good enough? So I'm obviously I can't say yes to that. I'm like, no, no. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I, I felt yeah, like yeah. it was coming to a good place. And she was like, out of ten, what did you think that was? Just wow. so we know where we are. And I was just like, I said, yeah, about six. I felt like it was mm. a nine, mm, but mm, I was mm, like mm. six. She was yeah. like, yeah, that's a. I'm gonna give you a zero point eight, if I'm honest. But we'll, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh, that's the worst. Man. I was just like, that's the worst. Bro, so like, she left you with that seed. Yeah. <laughs> But like, thing is, the standard that she'll hold me to is yeah. because of the she's seen, she knows what I'm capable of yeah, all the time, yeah. and she's got this thing. It's just like one phrase that I've grown up, grown up with her saying to me is, "Do the work," and that means do the groundwork, do all the necessary things that you need to do to deliver your best. And if you're not doing that, it will show. Yeah. Now you might think people aren't noticing and they're saying good stuff. They are noticing. So that's like those are things that echo with me whenever it's time to do a big project because yeah. I'm like I can't shortchange my audience. That's my, mm. I, I really have a thing when, especially when I see like other artists shortchange the audience, it irks me, man. Cause I'm like, these people come out and they support you. Money's hard to come by these days. Exactly. Yeah. You know I mean, at mm. least give them a hundred percent. Yeah. Give so them some value. that's the kind of energy I've grown up with. Do yeah. You know I mean, so does com comedy get spoken a lot about when you're like at family events? I feel like Christmas and oh. stuff like that. Do you, do you try and keep <laughs> that off the table? Cause nah, see, this, this that's shop. You're talking shop, man. Do you know what the maddest thing is? Yeah. My family is like, everybody entertains in a row. Like my dad's a singer. Right. My sister's a singer. Okay. And my brother is on radio. Jeez. And, you know, he can host as well. Mm. So, like, the banter around the dinner table is top tier. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, my, my family group chat is the group chat that yeah, I yeah. draw to the most. Because my little sister, when she gets in her roasting bag, bro, I'm telling you, I can't, I can't take her on. Really? I can't take her on. Nah, she's undefeated. Undefeated in the group chat. So, like, mm. around the table, it's, it's not that me and my mum are the comedians. Everybody has their own moments. You see what I'm saying? It's a good collective. So when somebody brings like a new partner to the table, they must have to really hold their own. You can't really come come to the table. And you know just is, be there's that. no pressure on a new partner. Yeah. There's no pressure, but it's like, 
this is this is what's happening yeah, here. Like, yeah. It you goes better go home, practice yeah. your set, yeah. practice your open, get in the game. Your, yeah, 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 get yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah. When you feel confident, let's go. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I mean, we ain't slowing down for no one. Okay, so your sister's undefeated. Nice little segue into your other podcast that you got. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, let's just talk you and KG, right? Me and KG, yeah, yeah, man. We, me and KG, that's my boy, man. We go back a good, good few years. We, we started a radio show together, mm-hmm. and then it became me and Candice after he left. But um, yeah, man, we go, we go back. So you know, we were both big boxing fans, and you know, we 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 talk about boxing all the time. But it's one of the ones where it's like we're not trying to be Johnny Nelson and them guys in it. It's just a casual boxing conversation, and I think it's just a nice little. There's a space in the market for convos like these. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's having fun man sometimes we're even getting under boxer's skin so really like, yeah, who have you irked now so Lawrence Acoli here yeah. is, a, is a boxer called Dion Drummer and Dion Drummer's been campaigning for this fight so we did this episode called Who's Ducking Dion Drummer and we just went on we got onto Acoli bruv this dude sent one long he just typed a long paragraph caption in our Instagram comment he started off like first of all yeah you lot ain't got no respect and he just <laughs> went off and I was just like you know when it's like you think, yeah, this is good for the podcast, but yeah. also to have an enemy that's an actual professional fighter like that, yeah. that's not really smart. I mean, I always think that there's a chance that you'll bump into somebody, yeah? Exactly. If you're going to choose to piss off somebody, do you piss off somebody who's in very good physical condition most of the year and has to wear gloves so they don't <laughs> hurt the other person? Thank you. In a ring where there's somebody that will stop you hurting another person called a ref. Do you want to Do you want to get under their skin or do you want to get mean. under someone's skin like a golfer and or a bowls <laughs> player or someone like that? But, all right. Cool, you went for it. And the baddest thing is, like, in that moment when he started getting onto us, yeah, the produ- like our producer was just yeah. hitting us up, and he was just like, he goes, "Yo, this is perfect. Repost it, repost it, yeah. get this out there." And I was just like, "Suppose he wants to bang that up." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, am I really trying to feed this machine? Yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's good, man. I'm, it's fun. It's yeah. Fun. I mean, look, you weren't just there crushing him for no reason. I, I believe that there was some stub- substance behind what you went. Thank for, you. Because so. things we did research, bro. Yeah. There's a video of Dion Drummer like at a house. Um, Lawrence Nicoli mm-hmm. at a house party yeah. and somebody at the house party is just like yo how come you're not fighting Dion Drummer mm. and he just went into this whole story about yeah you know I respect him he's a good guy you know if I yeah. was to fight him I'd probably fight him like this but he yeah. might catch me there so I was thinking you're not talking about him like he's a dickhead Yeah. so clearly there's a reason for you to get the fight going 
Is it acceptable for you as a boxer nowadays, do you think, to say, I don't think I'm ready for him yet? Nah. Or her, should I say, yeah? Not at all. You can't get away not with that? Not at all. I mean, if you got a belt, you can't talk like that. Like, okay. it's mad when you hear champions and they're just like, yeah, in a few fights, I'll be ready for him. And you're like, big man, you're you're the champ. You need to defend that belt to anyone who wants it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not really here for that. I'm not ready yet talk. Okay. And and when you have people like Anthony Joshua as well, who are like, they, they've got, they've carrying a lot of pressure with regards to having to, to defeat foe after foe. Like, you know, actually, there's some great comedy of yours. I don't, I don't want to like spell it out, but there's some, there's a great bit of comedy you're actually talking about, Andy Joshua. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been very, very, very funny, very funny. Um, but when you've got boxers like that, when you start talking about people that are kind of from London as well, how do you feel? Are you quite careful around that as well, or do you feel that if Andy Joshua was going to do the same thing, would you give him the same sort of pressure? Do you know what it is it? It's like it's almost like how in a music scene, yeah, some platforms are very careful about artists they <laughs> yeah, talk about yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yo, they yeah. will pull up on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel like you know, I'm never, I'm just going to try and keep the same energy as best I can. Okay, cool. and if a boxer decides he wants to beat me up, I'm going to sue. Yeah. if I survive. Yeah, I mean to be because fair, it's good money. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. Well. I'm going down. Yeah, I'm yeah. going down, and no pride yeah. in that fight. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? hundred oh, percent. So I don't care at all. I'll keep the same energy. Do you oh, see what I'm saying? Like I, I like AJ, but I criticize AJ. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like sometimes the media personality is like, rah, this there's no way that this is how you are behind closed doors. I think you gotta be you got to be media trained to a degree. Mm. But do you feel like we're getting a very sterile and clean version of him? See, up until recently, we were getting watered down AJ. Yeah. Like when they get into the big SUV and they drive away from the fights, do you think he's continuing this nice guy talk mm. with the mandem? No mm. way. Mm. So that's why I was just like, bruv, I can see through it. Do you know what I mean? I got a, I feel like I've got a good air for genuine energy. Yeah. So when I hear it and I'm just like, oh, that's calculated, bro. Get that stuff out of here. Why are you wishing this brother well? He's cussing your mum and you're wishing him well. Shut up, man. I'd find that a little bit scary. Yeah. If I was like, suck your mum and he went, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's, if someone's happy. <laughs> okay, it's, all right. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, you know when there's people that are like, they smile and they got good vibes okay. all the time. I feel like there's always like a, deeper darker yeah, energy that's, I feel that's like menacing. that's the part of AJ that's the fighter yeah because in the ring even though like he might have a nice off the glo- uh, gloves are off head to head with the guy he's always like yeah wishing well he's chasing his dreams I'm chasing my dreams and then <laughs> <laughs> then they get in the ring if you clock how AJ speaks to the guys whilst they're in the ring it's always disrespect really yeah he's saying always all sorts. yeah he's on the crud that's why they're so shocked they're in the ring and they're like so this is you <laughs> what a tactic <laughs> it's mad what a tactic do you watch other sports as well like um, UFC and stuff like that as well do you know what it is yeah I like UFC but I just feel like it's a bit too it's too it's too it's too violent it sounds mad to say yeah. but like the whole like you know what I mean the man will be on the floor and just grinding his face and elbowing man I'm like I can only fight someone like that if I hated him sometimes yeah <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Sometimes UFC, like I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest sports fan, so I watch bit, I watch main events, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also I watch UFC when it's on and stuff. But some of the, some of the moves that I see when you watch back in slow mo, I'm like, dark in it. That was an elbow in someone's eye, bro. Getting kicked in your face is nuts. Or like, like when they're on the floor and someone's punching their head, so there's no yeah. like room for your head to go anywhere. And the head bounces into, back up. Yeah, into bro, the canvas. Like there's even bare knuckle boxing now. Like um, Paulie Manonaji is going into bare knuckle boxing to fight this guy called Artem. I'm just like, bro. Thing is, when with boxing, because the gloves are there, the punches are kind of clean. They don't mm. look too damaging. Mm. But when it's bare knuckle and you see the knuckle just in his rib, oh my days! I'm not interested in that. So you've done a bit of boxing though. Yeah, but yeah, I'll take I've, it. You're never going to do that though. 
No, no, yeah, cool. But you, but you, so are you undefeated by name as well? I am. Yeah. I am absolutely right, cool. undefeated by nature. Should I say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Undefeated. I like, get cracking. So, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, as well as talking that crowd, you got in the ring as well, which I yeah. think I appreciate as well. You've got such. A, we're big fans of trying stuff. Like yeah. we only talk about stuff that we've tried. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How to kill an hour? Like I would like to try. Um, so you got in the ring. What was that experience like? Having to actually punch someone's face in while not getting yours punched in at the same time. It was mad. Like so, I've done two white collar boxing matches. Yeah, right. You done two now? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So the first one was like back in like 2011. Yeah, and that was kind of like a big deal for me for more reasons, kind of outside of boxing. Because at the time, I was going through a real tough time in life, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, I was going. I, I don't really consider it a depression. But like, it's probably the closest thing I've had to depression. Do you know what I mean, I don't ever want to disrespect people that really go through it and say, yeah, that's why I had to. Do you know what I mean? But I was really in a dark place. And I remember just going through, I was sitting in a call center and I remember going for a newspaper and just looking at it and I saw this thing. It's just like, oh, do you want to compete and live the life of a boxer? I was like, hmm. I, I phoned up and I just said, yo, what's, what is this about? And they told me the deal, 12 weeks of training. And, you know, you, you have a fight in a big venue, in, you know, invite all your friends. I was like, this sounds mad. But I remember as a 10-year-old boy saying to my dad, I want to have a boxing match one day, just so I know what it's like to have a fight that wasn't spontaneous. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why. But anyway, I thought, right, this is that moment, that conversation coming to be. So I signed up for the whole experience, training, getting to enjoy it. And I remember sparring with this dude and, and getting knocked down, like, bang, fell down like a tree. Bow, legs came up. It was mad. And I showed the video to my dad. He was livid, but he's a massive boxing fan. He's mm. into martial arts as well. So mm. we talked through it, how to deal with that, da 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 and me and the guy that knocked me down got matched up to fight. Yeah. So I had that demon in my mind that this dude is capable of knocking me down. So we get into the fight. We have the fight. And I beat him, outbox him. I'm, you know, I stay on my game plan. I don't mess around. And I remember afterwards feeling like, yo, if, if I can get through this challenge and I can overcome this, then there has to be something special about me. Do you know what I'm saying? And that, that changed my life going forward because then I had this kind of resolve that, yo, I can, I can put my mind to anything no matter how alien and really get the results so that stuck with me so I had this boxing bug and that's where it started so then the recent one um, my granddad passed away and my granddad was a huge boxing fan and I thought you know what I said I wasn't going to box again but I'll do this as a tribute to him do you know what I mean we watched so much boxing together we used to watch Chris Eubank senior mm. do you know what I'm saying mm. as a boy so I thought you know what it's one last dance we'll do it you know what I mean so this fight was nuts because this my boxing skills have improved over the years. I'm I'm there now. So, so you still been boxing? I still been boxing. St- yeah, you stayed at the gym. You've you've yeah. gone regularly, right? Cool. Yeah. So now my boxing's improved. They match me up with an opponent that was he's quite serious about boxing as okay, well. All right. So I'm, I'm matched up with this dude. First of all, he's like a southpaw. So I'm preparing for a southpaw opponent. The day of the fight, they changed my opponent to this other dude, like this other Filipino guy. Yeah. Bro, when I tell you, yeah, this was so mad because he goes, yeah, switch your opponent. Here's a YouTube link of him for you to watch him. So straight away, I'm thinking, why the hell does he have a YouTube link of him boxing? We're not pros. Why does he have highlights? You see what I'm saying? So I watched this video of him fighting and he is battering this guy, bro. Bang, bang, around the ring, knockdown after knockdown after knockdown. So I like, I'm sitting on my bed, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, nah, I'm going back to bed. This is not how I wanted to start the day. Do you know what I mean? Go back to bed. I wake up and I'm like, right, I, I believe I can do this. Sent the link to my dad. My dad was like, nah, you'll knock this guy out. And I thought, right, you're just my dad. You're gassing me. Mm. Get into the fight now. First round was a madness. This dude is all over me. He's backing me up. Like, he's, he's, he's here to win. And the thing is, I've got all my friends here. So whilst I'm in a rough patch and, like, there's a part we clinched, in my head I'm thinking, right, like, I could get knocked out in front of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm rattled now. Yeah. I'm sitting in the corner, like, in between rounds. And, like, just before the first round ended, right, he backed me up against the ropes and... 
you push me against the ropes, right? And I didn't, I thought the ropes would be stronger than they are. So I tried to kind of sit on the middle one, but the thing just gave way and I just went down. So I'm looking, I'm thinking, I know this looks like I just got knocked down, but there's nothing I can do. So yeah. I, I take the count, boom, I go sit in the corner. I'm sitting there and my trainer's talking and I'm not hearing a single word. All I'm thinking is, if I lose in front of the man, then the group chat is going to be nuts. Yeah, because people can make gifts straight away. Straight away, There'll bro. be gifts by the time you get out of the ring, you. in the group, bouncing around. So second round, I come out, different energy now. For some reason, I'm just more relaxed. Right. I catch him with a, like, on a sh- with a big right hand as he's coming in. He goes down. So I'm thinking he slipped because I didn't really see it. I didn't feel like it connected. So I get up and I'm thinking, all right, at least I can take a break. Then he comes up and I'm like, right, wait a minute. He's a bit slower than he was before. Bang, right down the pipe, falls down. Perfect knockdown. I'm gassed. I do the big stand over him, look yes. down at him for a couple of seconds. Yes. And I walk off slowly like Terminator. Oh my <laughs> days. And then I see the ref come and he waves it off, fights over. Yeah. I stood up on the top of the ropes and I'm shouting, ah! And obviously I'm thinking that the crowd is going to start getting gassed. Nah, bro. They weren't there with me at all, boy. <laughs> <laughs> man's looking at me like, yeah, what time's next work? Like, <laughs> it was mad, but that was a hell of a night, man. So, yeah. so at least you're coming into this conversation about boxing having experience being in the ring because yeah, yeah, it yeah. is very different to like a scrap on 100%. the road isn't it yeah. now I fully respect every single fighter at every level like you know what I mean we, we do take the piss out of fighters on the podcast mm. but only to a certain level because getting in there and like that being a way to make your money is mad to yeah. me yeah, I mean, I'll take the mick out of a footballer for missing a penalty. Right? Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. all know that they're way better footballers than than, than we, we are in this room. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, fair game, man. Fair game. It's mad. Would you Would you ever get in the ring again? Um, do you know what? We called it, I called out KSI. Really? Oh, bro, I'll take that fight. Uh, why, why Why KSI specifically? Because do you know what it is? Yeah, after his, he had, a, he has had two fights now, right? After the first fight he did, right? He stood in the ring and he's just like, yo, boom, any challenges want to get it, anyone can get it. And something in me riled up so differently just hearing him say that. Mm. And I was watching the fight and I was thinking, this guy's trash. Do you know what I mean? So that I understand how fighters actually feel when men start calling their name or they, okay. they act like they're tops when they, they can, you know what I mean, take yeah. them. So yeah, since then, I was like, nah, I, I want that fight. Yeah. So I'd come out for him. Are you good? <laughs> good fight. I think the payday will be good. It'd be mad. Um, so if things like this whole internet, bo- this YouTube boxing thing, it's actually becoming quite a thing, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. are you, you going to keep covering that on Undisputed as well? Um, That's a, it's pulling numbers. It's, it's it really mainstream is. boxing, mainstream boxing numbers. It really is. Like KSI and Logan Paul did crazy numbers. They made ridiculous money. Yeah. Like, thing is, I understand why boxers will have an issue with it because the thing is, in the boxing scene, it's a struggle for fighters to gather momentum and for reasons outside of boxing, which is, it's quite frustrating because you've got like the small hall guys that you see fighting at like York Hall on a regular basis mm-hmm. and like they struggle to sell tickets and when they sell the tickets, sometimes a fight gets pulled and they lose the money. So I see the struggle of fighters at that level and I understand why they'd be pissed off. But at the same time, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, KSI and these men, they know how to entertain. It's their job. Their press conferences, the whole thing. I'm like, you can't really dislike it too much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's good for boxing ultimately because like, you don't realise how many people are going to be fans of boxing after something crazy like that. 100%. There's people that are, it's like a gateway into the sport, I'd mm. say. Do you know what I mean? You watch the big event mm. and you'd be like, oh, you know what? When there's some more boxing on, let me check this out. Or duh, duh, duh. So it's perfectly right. Mm. Um, back to your show at the Fringe Show. What, what can yeah. we expect from it? So what can we expect from Travis? So then? Matt, this is, this is a show where I'd say you're going to get to know me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really exposed. Like, I talk about things that otherwise I wouldn't be speaking about. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I talk about how my granddad's father, my, my granddad's death affected me and the family. Like, it was a real, real crazy experience. Do you know what I'm saying? And this was like one of those moments where, because, you know, someone like Richard Pryor, he's one of those people that can link comedy and tragedy together. And I feel like I'm really 
ple- I'm proud of this material here because like this is my shot at trying to do something that the greats have done and there's there's so many my whole life is in this show okay you know what I'm saying like my whole life is it funny petty cool those three words they describe me bro do you know what I mean my pettiness is out of this world I I'm ready for petty yeah. I'm the petty champ What's the what's the what's the most recent petty thing that you've done then as testament? The to most that? recent petty thing I did was on the way here today. So <laughs> nah, hey this. So there's this one dickhead. He's driving in front of me, right? Now I'm running here and I'm getting here a little bit later than I wanted to get here. So I'm trying to speed up a little bit. He's trying to keep into the speed limit. Oh, I respect that, but there's no cameras, so we can do what we're doing. He's there slowing down, so I'm like, you know what? Overtook him and I stayed in front of him now. I'm slowed down to maybe ten miles per hour to the point he's getting frustrated, and I just stopped my car. Stop my car And I can see you shouting But like you know When you look at the car in front And you can see That he's looking at the mirror I looked at the mirror And I said yeah This is it This is what we're doing then And I just took off Wow Yeah No you <clears throat> you have to understand Like my thing is this I'm an Arsenal fan right Yeah I've seen my team lose Way too much I'm with you bro So I can't take yeah. any more defeats yeah. In life Yeah So these little moments Nah it's not going to leave 1-0 it's going to be a draw at the least. Okay, and then right. I'll be on my way. You need, you need to take a point at least. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so there's a big Arsenal game coming up. What, what's your predictions for Arsenal right now? I just, I just hope we, I just hope the team that we can be shows up. I'm really frustrated with who we are right now today. It just jars me, man, because we actually have a team capable of doing, doing well. World class football. That's what I'm saying. But they just don't do it. And that, that, that consistency, they're not doing the work. Mm. They're not doing the work, bruv. Mm. So I don't know, man. Like I'm like you look on my timeline, and I don't really tweet about football too much because like I try and I, I'm not really here for the back and forth with other fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but because I remember the glory days, the, the, good the invincible era, invincibles. What? Bruv, I mean, I still remember like random moments. You know when Nigel Whitburn scored that screamer against Chelsea, like just those little moments that stick in my mind. Emmanuel Petit, Steve Bold, like Lee Dixon. We had a team, bro. We're in danger of sounding like Liverpool supporters, right? Yeah, now. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. The history, I know. Yeah, the history. Look at the history. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, yeah, but um, but like, yeah. So, so like, do you think we're gonna take it home then? I'm. I hope so. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. You sound gonna, very Arsenal supporter. Like yeah. Before, a few years ago, you'd be like, yeah, hell yes. Trust me. Hell trust yes. Me. But now it's like, uh, yeah, I want to have something We're gonna to We're going to do our best. Yeah, 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 let's yeah. see what we do. Okay, cool. So you're bringing everything to the show then. Yeah, bro. Right? I'm putting myself into it, man. I, I'm really excited. This is going to be a debut. I think it's going to gonna be a lot, man. You know, And it's mad because like, it's some really crazy stories. Because like, uh, I did a <laughs> took part in a Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. with KG, mm-hmm. ironically. And that whole story from the, from the social media and from the outside, that was like a heavy woke moment. Yeah. But the, st- the actual story behind it <laughs> is nuts. So, yeah, man, come and see the show. It's see. Okay. All <laughs> it's, right. It's mad. All right. So, uh, was there some organizational issues? Is that, is that what was uh, going on? It's one of the things where it was like, we did take over the protests for that day. Okay. But that was definitely not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got caught up in the madness. Like, thing is, we saw people speaking on the speakers and stuff like that. And right. it's just like, yo, that's not really how you're going to get the people into this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we took the speaker and, yo, before we realized, we we're running the protest. Man, then we're coming up to us and we like, yo, brother, like, this is sick what you man are doing. Yeah. And we just roll with it, where It's like, bro, someone had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's laugh for that, bro. Like, another calling for you, activist. Bro, there, listen, yeah. I was an activist for a good two weeks after that. Yeah? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, afterwards, it's like, yo, I want to post some funny memes. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want people yeah. to be looking at the memes like, bro, hold on, let's not walk. Yeah, what's, <laughs> going, what's going on here? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you've got all of the activism, then we've got him talking about farting and pooing. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy out here. Billy just reminded me to do something, actually. So on that note, before we get you out of here, uh, speaking about this particular moment you discussed on Twitter recently, is links into something we like to discuss on the show quite a uh, lot. Random thought. 
You can actually compare farts to pregnancy contractions. All right, hear me out. When contractions are happening, contractions are a sign that a baby is on the way, right? So are farts. They are a sign that a duty is on the way. Mm. Now, when contractions get closer together, that's like, yo, baby's near. When you fought and you fought like 30 seconds apart from one another, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? You know it's time to find a toilet. Now, obviously, this is wild. And no, I'm not trying to say that kids and duty are one and the same. No. But they can be little shit sometimes. Stay woke. Stay woke. Now, that, that, that's, that's, a good, that's a good transitional video because it's woke. And you're kind of talking about shitty Mimi stuff as Profound, well. Like bro. Um, so there's a question we like to ask a lot of our guests when they come on the show. And it's um, something that sparked up quite a bit of a debate. And people don't really know. What, I'm sorry if I'm repeating this for you, listener. People be like, hey, you always have to say the whole thing, but I have to put you in the frame of mind. Okay. Right. So there's something, two types of people. And one doesn't know the other exists to ask you this question. So your contractions, your farty contractions have reached the point, you know, where you're farting every 20 seconds. So you know it's time to go. You take a, a magnanimous dump, mm-hmm. a royal dump, right? Mm-hmm. You read a Glorious. good few pages of that paper, yeah? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it's time to wipe. Do you stay seated or do you stand up? Oh. Oh, you got to stand. You're a stander. You can't sit and wipe. That is <laughs> sick. What are you, a serial killer? That's disgusting. <laughs> you sit and wipe. You, That's horrible, bro. You, see, you were you not aware that sitters existed until this? Sitters. <laughs> you sit and wipe. <laughs> so wait, you reach into the bowl. <laughs> you are sick. That is nasty. <laughs> is that you? I lean over. <laughs> That's disgusting. So you got to angle your butt cheeks. Yeah, what? You I spread stay, your cheeks I while stay, you're sitting. I stay spread. The sitting action gives me some spreadness. That is nasty. That is, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by you, bro. Do you, do you know what's hilarious is the other side of the table feels just as disgusted. How? Just other people we've asked the question, they're, they're like, you stand? No, just get out of here. You stand because logistically it makes sense. You stand so you can get a good angle. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You can really, you know what I'm saying? And then you got to... <laughs> You gotta assess the situation afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm an assessor. I always, yeah, yeah, gotta I, assess. I gotta check what I'm if working with. If you're throwing yeah. blind, then you nah, nah, are I'm not nuts. doing that. It's a, like a, it's a peak. Yeah, but nah, the, the the side twerk to sit and reach into the bowl that's disgusting. It's just a lean, really. Nah, it's not a lean. It's a twerk. <laughs> you, you gotta shift your butt cheek. Nah, that's mad. So have you got a message for the for the sitters like me out there? Because there's like a, it's like a 45-55 split. It goes either, either way when we talk about it. Stop being disgusting, people. <laughs> Change your ways. Society doesn't need any more people like you in this world. Wow. Can I oh. just say, the amount of people that we've asked this question to, it's mostly been um, sitters. I'm a stander as well, so I'm going to have to... Shake hands. Yes, mate. It feels kind of weird shaking hands about this conversation. Yeah. But <laughs> and that's the hand that you use to wipe your ass as well, so it's like a, sim- a symbol. It's just like, some people's faces. I, I, I think in the, in, in the same way that people like do spit shake, you should do a shit shake. Uh, <laughs> 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 Seal the deal. <laughs> So that you don't find that the cheeks being cl- closing a bit as you stand up. No, You're not man. getting full purchase. No, because you just got to angle yourself correctly. Like sitting down and shifting your butt cheek up. That's nuts, bro. It's just a little lean. No, it's not lean. It's a, a twerk. It's like it. a side bounce. You're doing too much, bro. <laughs> oh, that's... So there's a time in your life where you may not have been shitting as much, though. You did, you did a juice cleanse <laughs> at some point. Yes, I did. Please, because so this I, is something I've not tried. I've tried being vegan, right, yeah. for, for for a month, but I've not tried a juice cleanse. So, 
without me having to try it can I just vicariously live live for you so I tried the three day juice cleanse right mm-hmm. and I thought you know after Christmas and stuff let me do a cleanse start the year out and this different little challenge so I ordered my juice cleanse and they said you know to get yourself ready for the start of it but I thought you know what it's cool it's only three days and I'm drinking juice that's cool mm-hmm. so I ate my last meal the night before I started as if I was going to prison in the morning like I was eating <laughs> Eat everything well. yeah like yeah. chocolate everything next day I started the juice cleanse and, you know, up to midday, I'm like, this ain't too bad, you know? This is cool. After the first day, the second day, all oh my days, bro. The the mood swings. I was so irritated by everything. Like, I had no patience for anything. I'm even trying to play, like, 2K and just trying to unwind. Nah, I'm getting frustrated. I'm losing. I'm throwing the pad. You're three-pointing. I'm not hitting. Bro, you're this sit, is different there, behavior. Yeah? All right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, nah, this... This is mad. Like, what? And you, start, you know, you start questioning, why am I doing this? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So what I started doing, I self-sabotaged. And I googled, like, is this good for you? And then I found hella doctor researchers. They were just like, no, these emergency things, they're bad. And I just, I bailed, man. So how far into it did you? I got to the end of the second day and then I I threw the whole thing away. Because I was just like, you know what I mean? I just started looking at like, what am I doing? Like, Mm. am I a dickhead? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But I'm starving. There's people in Africa that would love to have some food. And here I am starving for what? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was mad. I'm never going to do it again. I'm not recommending it. (laughs) Like I even badly I put the brand in my blog, but I was fully blazing them. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean I'm not a fan of any of those sort of like quick, quick, quick nah. fixes. Like it's, it's a life, it's a lifestyle thing, isn't it? Maintenance. Nah. Maintenance. Yeah, I'm not here for it. Just a healthy lifestyle. Go gym and and just yeah, that's that's all I say. All right. Well, well, I'd love to talk more about that. If you do do any other fitness things, though, do do. <laughs> if you do any other fitness things, <laughs> you little insight into my mind there, Travis. You, you, you with the shits today, huh? <laughs> Every time I twerk, I think of you, bro. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, we definitely got to have you back on the show soon, though, man, because yeah, uh, unfortunately you ran out of time for today because you are busy, man. Yeah, bro. I hope that Edinburgh goes really, really well. Thank you, bro. Where can everyone find information about where you're going to be at shows and so, social media? Just let's get it out. My website, www.travisj.co.uk. Uh, follow me on all social media, Travis J E N T. That's Travis J A Y E N T. Wicked. So, yeah, man. Yeah, all right, me. cool. Thank you very much for killing some time with us. I've been Marcus Bronzy. I'm Travis J. Thanks for having me, bro. Thank you. I am a sitter. <laughs> I'm a stand-up, right? <laughs> Stand up and chase your dreams, people. <laughs> Don't sit down. No one's going to come finding you. Thank you for killing some time <laughs> with us. Bless. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.